This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up, we're the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, the website is easy, jasonqualls.cfp.com. Jumping in, being part of the show, questions comments even disagreements click email the show or any of the social media links those can be found at financialcoachingradio.com first up on the list today is a very interesting question it's the moneyest the moneyest does this ethics and etiquette of financial affairs because money sometimes it's gray right you're dealing with family you're dealing with friends you're dealing with co-workers business partners not sure about the ethics all the time uh, because when you're dealing with your own personal finance finances very easy to want to be a little bit selfish so this guy does a Q&A type blog type article discussion on different topics and questions regarding those factors of etiquette ethics and money uh, here we go we are one of the families who only got $200 in stimulus money for the COVID-19 thing we have a family of five that we provide for, but because one of our kids would have owned around eight hundred owed around eight hundred dollars in federal taxes and would benefit more from us not claiming her, we allowed her to file her own taxes. Getting deep, huh? She was then able to receive a refund instead of owing taxes due to claiming the educational tax credit we couldn't claim because of their income level. That left us with a family of four to take care of. I'm having a hard time understanding how earning over $200,000 a year is too much to qualify for a decent stimulus check when you're paying someone else's federal income taxes. <laughs> I love, obviously, it's not the question is not worded in a you know, too confrontational way, but I, I get the point. A lot of people are going to have different stances on this, right? If you remember... If you got a stimulus check, there were different income limits to it. If you made over a certain amount, single or married, over a certain amount, married, filing jointly, you didn't get anything. And there was a phase-out level where if you made this to this, you got this amount. And then under a certain amount, if you're single or married, filing jointly, or hadn't filed married, filing jointly, or single, you got the full $1,200, I think it was, in stimulus money. Don't quote me on that. But this couple... That's now a family of four, two children, husband, wife, making over $200,000 a year. 
they're ticked off. <laughs> they're scratching their head, wondering why they only got 200 bucks. And the question was kind of worded this way that, hey, all my tax dollars that I'm paying in is going to pay someone else's taxes because they don't make enough to pay taxes and we're all in this together. Shouldn't we all get the equal stimulus money? Uh, they go on to say, we have to pay for everything. I don't feel that earning $200,000 a year should be too much to qualify under the CARES Act. Well, that's your opinion, boss man. <laughs> you know, that wasn't the opinion of the lawmakers of Congress when they passed it. Uh, he said, I believe they need to raise the income threshold to 300000 or 400000 a year or do not have any, inc income, any income guidelines. After all, people who are making nothing or very little are receiving this money. So why can't the people who are paying the most income taxes, which means the people who make the most money, receive some of it back? What bothers me that most that bothers me most is that most of these families look a lot like ours, but they chose not to marry or they file separately. I earn less than fifty thousand dollars, but my spouse earns barely over one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. So he's saying I could have been a little strategic. Or they could have been a little more strategic with their filing status. They've gotten more back. At least the husband would have gotten some back. Wife may have not gotten very much. And then that goes to the question. What is fair when it comes to the tax code? And we could debate this all day long. Now, giving you the numbers that I last have read, there's about 50% of American uh, citizens do not pay any federal income taxes. That leaves the other 50% of the American citizens that do pay income taxes. They're paying all of the tax revenue for the entire country. Now, you got the case, well, you make enough. You don't need it as much as someone else. That takes us down a long, murky road. But I get the, the, the confusion here. I get the frustration here. Uh, what is fair? I've always had the opinion of what is fair would be a flat percentage tax just because you make more doesn't mean you pay should pay more as a percentage you should pay more than a dollar amount but let's say we made everyone pay a flat 10 percent whether you make 10,000 or 10 million you're paying the same percent and this make more pay more type system we have i'm not sure is the most fair will we ever see a flat income tax probably not we're going to stay in this progressive marginal tax rate system. So here is the moneyest response. It's a crude and fast way of getting money to those who need it most. She's basically saying you don't need it because you make more than 200000 or your household does. Many people would have gone hungry if they had not received a check. Some people are receiving an extra $600 in unemployment benefits, which will end soon unless the administration extends it. If the government gave $1,200 or more to individuals earning $200,000 or $400,000 a year, that would obviously cost billions more. Congress is already sending stimulus payments worth $250 billion to 150 million households. They have to draw the line somewhere. I agree. Now, they're not like they're printing money. Now, this is money that's going to have. That's going to be owed. The government's going to owe it. Uh, to, they're going to owe it. However, they decided to, to to raise the money to pay for it. Which, if the government owes it, we as the taxpayers owe it. Or do you think it's fair or not? 
not really up for debate. I think you have to stand on the line that no one should have gotten it. Or just the people who are in desperate need should have gotten it. Maybe you give them more. I never was on board with those uh, only on retirement income getting it. I mean, if they weren't working, if you are, if you had Social Security income and pension income, you're getting Social Security and pension income no matter what happens uh, in the economy as far as something related to a pandemic. Uh, you're not being laid off. You're retired. Duh. So someone who's making $60,000 a year from pension and Social Security should not be in should not be equal or compared to someone who was making $60,000 a year working before the pandemic. If they were laid off or they were fired or they were furloughed or what their hours have been cut, whatever the situation, they're more uh, they're more in need than the person who was receiving just social security and pension income. But it didn't exclude those people. It did not exclude those people whatsoever. It's like anything else the government does. One, anything that the government does, people are going to gripe and complain about it on both sides. Some people that like it, people that are indifferent, people that hate it. No matter what political affiliation you have, they're just not going to get it perfectly right. But when the government does anything, there's a lot of just bonehead decisions in it, and that's just the way well, unfortunately, it's the way that it works. So they could have given gave more people to the people in need if they would have excluded those people who were getting or just receiving retirement income. They didn't need stimulus checks. They didn't need the COVID-19 CARES Act money because they're going to continue to receive it. But that shows the continued debate. Now, we're not really having this great debate right now in our country about taxes and fairness and how to eliminate the national debt and eliminate the deficit and get the economy growing at a faster rate because we're talking about rights and we're talking about race and we're talking about wearing masks and all that stuff not that those things couldn't shouldn't be important to you if they are i'm saying that's the, the other arguments that we normally are having are not being had we're going to have to deal with these issues of just is giving people money out of the government's pocketbook, which is ours as a taxpayer. We are the government's pocketbook. We're going to have to pay for it at some point. What's it going to do to all of our futures? What's it going to do to our children's future? Because ultimately, this is not something that's sustainable. We all know that. And that's just the way it is. Chime in if you got a question, you got a comment, you got a disagreement, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm your host. Jason Qual, a certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Check out JasonQualsCFP.com. Though I smiled, the tears inside were burning. I wished him luck, and then he said goodbye. He was gone, but still his words kept returning. What else was there for me to do but cry? Okay, folks, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. If you were my client or a loved one, I would never let you get your wills done online. This is truly a case of where you only get what you pay for, and those you leave behind will be the ones to pay the price. Go see estate planning attorney John Baker today by calling 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Again, that's 896-5621. 
or BakerCouncil.com. Get the expert estate planning advice you need today. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Listen up. When is the last time you talked with an independent? Objective Certified Financial Plan. Do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Call me, Jason Qualls, the only Certified Financial Planner today at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Let's change it up just a bit. Talk about taxes, tax planning with Kevin Sizemore, CPA of Tothero, Helen Welch. Been in business over five decades right here in Middle Tennessee. There's only two viable presidential candidates. That would be Donald Trump and Joe Biden for the upcoming election, assuming that we have it. Joe Biden has (laughs) proposed some major tax changes. He wants to increase the wage amount that is subject to payroll taxes it's right now right now about one hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars is the cap he wants to start taxing those who earn more than four hundred thousand dollars for payroll taxes as well wow. what is your takes on and there's actually a gap from 137 to four hundred thousand you don't pay any pay, extra payroll tax but if you make over 400 you, you would it picks back up at some rate at that point i'm not going to get into the justification of why that is why it makes sense but I never got why they why do they cap income if it's wages shouldn't it all be subject to payroll tax? Yeah. What, what was it, do you know? What I don't know history? why I don't know the history behind that. But I mean, when you're talking about the payroll tax, you're there. You're really talking about there's two types of taxes in the payroll tax. There's Medicare and then there's Social Security. So and the one going for the Medicare health insurance system, one's going for right. the retirement income system. The Medicare never gets capped. It you pay on it for it doesn't matter what your wage is, you pay on it. It's the Social Security that's currently capped at it's 138 this year for 2020. So on the Medicare part of the tax, make 10,000, make 10 million, you're still paying it. That's right. But that's right. wonder why they did it with the social part. Uh, well, that'd be political. You or know, it, it's for the employee. It's six point two percent. It that has to be withheld. It has to be a political move. Uh, somewhere back in there, years ago, long before me or you, uh, someone made that decision and they agreed to it. So, if you make over one hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars, then you don't pay any extra Social Security payroll tax. Right. That what? Yeah. Let's keep it simple. Yes, that's true. And then, and what Biden wants to do is tax it all if you make more than four hundred thousand dollars with no limit. Wow. Up to ten million, I think, would be the limit. <laughs> it makes sense to me. We have a broken social security system for whatever reason. If those making a hundred under a hundred thousand dollars are paying the full percentage, those who make over a hundred thousand should pay it. Just makes it more fair. I wonder what I, you know. I can't, I'm sitting here thinking I can't find the justification for stopping it between 138 and 400. Something about the donut hole, and I don't know. 
I'm sure it has some type of left wing agenda. <laughs> but <laughs> nonetheless, that's what he's proposing. He wants to tax uh, dividends and capital gains for those making more than a certain amount. So right now, the argument has always been the super wealthy, super high income don't get a whole lot of their income from wages. They get a lot of their income from dividends and capital gains. And those are typically taxed at a lower rate than ordinary wage taxation. So they say in those who make more than $10 million or more a year, their effective rate is about 24%. Yeah, so or dividends and interest are they're taxed at your ordinary rate. They're not they don't have the added uh either self-employment tax or social security and medicare tax added to them. So it it's technically taxed at a lower rate when it's all said and done. And then capital gains is even a lower rate than that depending well, on the tax rate. Well, well, qualified dividends and capital gains still get that special treatment. Right. That's right. The ordinary dividends would not. So if you're really, really wealthy, you have a lot of dividend and capital gain income, that's what you want because it's yeah, taxed absolutely. at a cap of 20%, essentially. Yeah, stops at 20%. Or the top, what's the top income tax bracket for uh, regular wages these days? 37? 7, 37, yes. So if you have a choice of taking wages and paying 30%, 37% tax on a portion of it, or just taking capital gain and qualified dividends and paying a maximum of 20, of course, that's the way you would go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But what this, the, the argument here is, is that gives people who really are investors big time investors an incentive to stay in the market that's what those because if you start taxing gains more then that's less of the return they're going to keep while the incentive to invest in business goes down Uh, yeah i can understand that argument but would it really stop the flow of money in investing you know let let them try it let's see yeah let's see how it works (laughs) for four years (laughs) And then the other part of what he's trying to achieve would be uh, just raising tax brackets in general. Uh, I wish we could get someone that could actually sell and and get past more of a flat type tax here. Instead of a graduated tax. Right. Instead of talking about capital gains. I think the Social Security tax, I think that's always been a no-brainer to me. I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on. If If you're getting payroll, you should be paying payroll taxes. Yeah. So capital it, gains, we could debate that. You know, it depends on you know where you stand on that from a, a economical standpoint. And the last thing he wants to change is do away with a stepped up basis where if you're passing down assets to children, where they basically can liquidate it, get, get out of it with no tax. That only helps those with assets. Typically, the people that have those assets are wealthier. So I see no reason to again. Why was that in there? Why? And if you're you're Kevin, you got ten million dollars of of Apple stock, and you you sold it today. Maybe you pay five million in taxes or two million in taxes. But if you just pass it on to your son, he can liquidate it the day you die and pay no tax. That's right. Because he inherited it from you, and that's just the way the step to basis his, rule works. And his basis now is that fair market value on the day was, you died. That's and, right. And that's why he's able to sell it the day you died for no, no no gain, no loss, essentially. No profit, no tax. I don't understand that other than it's got to be political, right? That's right. Now, why are we giving our heirs a tax break just because they inherit? They got money that they didn't even really earn. Right, they didn't go out and work yeah, for they, it. Well, here's the art. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate to you. That money had already been taxed, had it not? The, the money, money that I, you invested, yeah, the money that I invested is after tax money. 
Well, okay. So, so now, well, there's, now what, I'm passing it I, down well, and you're going to tax well, that Well, you have again. a basis while you're living, which is not going to be taxed if you sold your, your hypothetical example of Apple stock. Right, but Just my the basis had – yeah, but what's left over was my basis, and my basis to invest in that, that's after-tax money, is it not? Yeah, let's say you have $5 million of Apple stock. You have a million-dollar basis. You sell it. You have a $4 million gain tax at the top rate of 20%. Okay. If your child inherits it, his basis is now $5 million. $5 million. He can sell it all, and he pays no tax. Why should he get that <laughs> okay, benefit? Okay, I see what you're so saying. So let's just let the basis saying. carry over. Your basis is now his basis to inherit because he's basically getting a tax break because he inherited money. It is a tax break for the wealthy. Uh, a lot of that has to Not do, that I don't enjoy it. It's a great tax planning tool. It's just why is it there? Well, and then you have, you know, the, the estate tax, which is, what, 11 million and something now? <laughs> the 20-something million for yeah, a joint. Yeah, and you can use that. That's one thing people forget about when they talk about that. You can use that throughout your lifetime to give away uh, stuff, uh, give away, do a gift, and, and take that away from your lifetime exclusion. And, and a now, lot of, I, I don't agree with the inheritance tax. You think it shouldn't be there? No. But no stepped-up basis. No stepped-up basis, but also n- no death tax. That that's that's the thing. You know, why are we making it complicated? If there's gain in your investment, somebody should pay the tax. You or children, whoever. Yeah. But just because you inherit money, no matter if it's five hundred million or ten million, doesn't really. Why is there a tax because you died? Because <laughs> you're. That's another thing that doesn't make sense. That's political too, right? Oh yeah. Same and, thing with a stepped up basis. Yeah, and I would. I you know if Biden wins, there's a couple of things there that you didn't mention. If Biden wins, I would assume that the inheritance tax, the lifetime exclusion will go down uh, significantly and then also i've also heard that he was going to bring try to bring back the individual mandate for obamacare <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> they can do pretty much do anything they want in the tax code but come on we really don't need a mandate for health insurance we've done just fine without it without the uh, the mandate i guess is are people still buying health insurance on the exchange oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Why? Cause they, well, because they can't get it anywhere else. If they can't get it anywhere, say they got a, a pre-existing a condition. pre-existing condition, they can go out there and get it. I guess that's all right. That's a reason to keep it. But forcing everyone into that system when there's viable options, if you're healthy, that just seems un-American to me. If you have a tax question, hit us up online. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Kevin, if someone has a tax question and tax planning issue they want to discuss with you off the air what's the best way to reach you uh, reach out by phone 848-1072 848-1072 other helen welch 50 years in business you can also find them online at thwcpa.com thwcpa.com this is financial coaching radio we're back right after this We have many great insurance agents in Rutherford County. The trouble is, most of them really don't work for you and me. That's why I only recommend the independent agents of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They've helped many of my clients get the home and auto insurance coverages they need while also saving them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. See if you're wasting money on home and auto insurance today by calling Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 898-0053. That's 898-0053. Would you trust your doctor or surgeon if they had never been to medical school? Of course not. So why trust your financial future to a financial advisor with little training or education? Anyone can call themselves a financial planner or a financial advisor. 
but a certified financial planner has been extensively trained. My name is Jason Qualls, and I am one of just a few certified financial planners in this area. So ask your current advisor about their education and training. Then call me, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage over your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Back to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell. Certainly not pushing any live event tickets. I'll leave that to the other show. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. For all about me, go to jasonquallscfp.com. Jasonquallscfp.com. Still in the house is Kevin Sizemore, CPA with Tethero Helen Welch. Kevin, tell the listeners a little bit about what a CPA does. I think people immediately think you do tax returns, but it's a big part of what you do, but CPAs are trained in a lot of different areas. CPAs do different things. Yeah, so there's a lot of different areas that CPAs can go into. So, you know, we're at a public accounting firm. So what we do a lot of is taxes, obviously, and tax planning for people. Another big part of our business is uh, we, we do a lot of bookkeeping and payroll for small businesses that have a need there that they just don't have time to do it. And they need to go make the money doing what they do, so they leave the the you know the back office stuff, if you will, to us. Other things that we do, uh, we do uh, audits um, of small companies, whether they need them for regulatory or other, other issues. The bank needs them because of loans or something. So basically, it's verifying financial statements, yeah, verifying yeah. financial assets, make sure all their bookkeeping is in order, so they produce a income statement and it's actually factual, so right? It's not made up. Yeah, and there, and there's there's regulations that we have to follow there, uh, uh, pronouncements, if you will, accounting pronouncements that we have to follow there. Uh, we also do uh, projected financial statements and, and budgets for people. Uh, there's just a whole list of things in the financial world away from uh, tax and tax planning that we have our hands in a little bit here and there. Uh, but that's that's you know. Pretty much it. <laughs> Tothero Helen Belch, been in business over 50 years, thwcpa.com. And doing a lot of tax returns, you, you know who gets a refund of your client base and who doesn't. What is your general take of what clients are doing when they receive a refund? Do they share with you what their plans are? Is it pay off debt? Is it save? Is it invested? Is it blow it? I see most people, in my view, they treat it like it's some free money and they go spend it. Well, a lot but, of people that I have, you know, if they get a refund a lot of people they their own we have small businesses so they're constantly paying quarterly estimates so a lot of times those people just roll it over into the next estimate or the next year and and, and that way they can short that first estimate but the ones that get the refunds uh the smaller clients that get refunds a lot of them say they, they'll either use it for vacation or they're looking for some furniture to buy or something like that uh, i've had some people say they they just put the money towards their house and pay down their mortgage a little bit 
So there's some people that are smart with it and do things, but then there's other people that go out and blow it. They, it, I guess it's a little non-interest-bearing savings account for them. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the government. Do we know, have we ever had a stat of the government? What the government makes on the money they hold for refunds over the course of the year with what they're being paid in interest? No, it's got to be, be up astronomical. But if you do get a tax refund, paying off debt, investing the money, investing in yourself, starting a business towards your business. Those are smart things to do with a tax refund. Obviously, not encouraging. You got to have some fun as well. Can't just make it all work and no play. But those are the things. If your if your financial house is not in order, you get extra money. You got to fix your financial house. Yes, absolutely. And that means paying off consumer debt, investing money for retirement, investing money for your kids' college, investing back into your business. Yeah, I, I think you and that you know that's a lot more what you look at. But I think what you have to look into the future. You can't look at where you're at now. You've got to pick a place in the future and say, okay, I've got this kind of debt. I've got credit card debt. You know, I've got a house debt, you know, a car debt. Look at how to pay that stuff off while investing in your future as well. And, and you know, I, I constantly have to tell clients, you know, they'll call me with an IRA question or something like that. And I say, look, you really need to talk to a, a financial advisor, uh, yeah, because if people just focus solely on debt, you could end up when you're 50, 55 years old, no debt, paid for a house, but no savings either. Yeah, you, you don't have anything. You got a house. And then you post to start from there. Now, we could make a case that that would work. For the majority of Americans, that will not work starting that late, uh, it's, it's, especially at the money rates that we can borrow for now. You can borrow, you can buy a house now for under 3%. And yeah. There's really no incentive to pay that sucker off early from a math perspective no and you know paying it off early is saving you three percent interest but you could be out there earning six seven eight nine percent interest or more right and actually have a significant pool of money for retirement or whatever you want it for at the end of that 20 or 30 year term on your mortgage you talk to anyone well i won't say anyone most wealthy people right now they're looking for ways to borrow money because the interest rates are so low and they know that they can make more they should be able to make more with whatever they're investing in than what their interest rate is on that money. I've got a few clients that, you know, they've gone after some low low interest rate money here recently just so they can invest it in something, whether it be the market or, or piece of real estate. You know, I've seen it both ways. All good stuff, Kevin. I appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Kevin Sizemore, CPA, 848-1072 is the number, 848-1072, online, thwcpa.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio, back right after this short break. Donegal offers car and homeowners insurance at rates that are very competitive. So competitive that Donegal's car insurance rates are among the lowest in the state. And if you insure your car and home with Donegal, Donegal will take up to an additional 10% off their already low rates. Donegal, a better value. Let us quote your auto and home and maximize your discounts. Call Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners. If you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonqualls.cfp.com or call 878 878- 
888-382-2134 today. Buying a house is stressful, and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Welcome back. I am back with you. I'm Jason Qual, Certified Financial Planner. i got to remind you every show that you need to be getting a second opinion. Not a medical, well, you need a medical second opinion sometimes. You need a legal second opinion. But we're talking about money, financial topics on this show, giving you the real deal truth about all things financial planning, whether it be getting a mortgage, getting your will, power of attorney done, looking at your investments, looking at your retirement plan, your overall financial plan, your insurance planning, college planning, your taxes. Those are all areas you can get a second opinion on. And it all starts with your financial quarterback. Who should be your financial quarterback? Your certified financial planner. But you got to know they're not all created equal. There's some with huge conflicts of interest, some that don't know what the heck they're doing, some that are just financial salespeople. That's what most financial advisors are in this area. So, how can you combat that? You sit down face to face, get an overlook at what you have going on previously from an independent, fee only certified financial planner. An advisor who only works for you is only paid by you and has the top credential in the biz that would be CFP, Certified Financial Planner. Go to jasonqualscfp.com for more. J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S, cfp.com. If you're looking to listen to the show anytime, anywhere, doing a lot of changes to the podcast section of the website coming soon. But right now, go to Financial Coaching Radio, click archives, listen to the show anytime, anywhere. I'm out of here. But keep it locked in right here on WGNS. Local talk is always here, and it's always here for you. Back at you tomorrow.